Welcome back to Open House with Mark Sewick and Corey James Moran, brought to you by the Mark Sewick team at Keller Williams, a Greater Rochester Real Estate Podcast. This is episode six, buying versus building versus renting. You're going to pay. <laughs> what do you think? Do you like my titles? Very creative. Yeah, yeah, very creative. No, no. I, I, I like the tagline. You're, you're going to pay. I mean, it's, 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 it is what it is. And uh, we'll certainly dive into that. As always, I do encourage you to listen to uh, as many of the previous podcasts as we have done. We've covered a lot of ground for sure. Um, subscribe no matter where you're listening. Maybe it's uh, through Spotify. Maybe it's through uh, Apple uh, Podcasts. Like May, maybe, maybe you're in Israel listening. We have... An international audience. We now. do, we yeah. do. It's it's sort of like Rochester having an international airport because yeah, we occasionally yes. fly to. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, I don't care. I'm counting it. We can now say this. That's right. We we, we honestly we do have one listener from mm-hmm. uh, from Israel. Do Thank you. you. To, do you want to take it a step further? Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we are the number one what? rated, most listened to Rochester, New York real estate podcast in <laughs> Israel. <laughs> I think I can confidently say that. And listen, if, if you're listening, Rami, I'm assuming it's you, bud. Um, so I um, hope that you're well. Hope that you're safe. Uh, in, yes. in all seriousness, hope that you're safe. Hope your family's safe, bud. For sure. But really great to see the podcast grow. International. I mean, geez. By episode six, it's pretty impressive stuff. Oh, yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll take it. Absolutely. So thank you again for listening. Um, let, before we do jump into the main topic here, as always, we like to kind of get a feel of, of what's happening with the market. Um, so at the time of this recording, we're headed into Memorial Day weekend. So a little bit slower, Mark. Start, starting to slow down a little bit. You know, it, it's interesting that you should say that. I'm wondering, if you go back and read through the blogs over the course of the past few months, if you listen to the podcast over the course of the past six weeks, we continue to talk about the fact that there's going to come a point in time, more likely than not, as a result of rising temperatures and as a result of more and more people being vaccinated, where uh, there are going to be a greater number of properties coming on the market for sale. And when that happens, that white, hot, blistering uh, market that sellers have been enjoying is going to start to temper just a little bit. So 10 days ago, it started to temper. Mm -hmm. And you're seeing um, a greater number of price reductions. You're seeing a greater number of properties coming the market for sale. Properties sitting in the market for a few days uh, longer than they were uh, a month ago. You're starting to see uh, fewer offers being tendered on properties, and you're seeing properties selling not as much. Now, this isn't across the board. The question I have is, are people starting to step away from the market a little bit because they're desperate for a little bit of sun, a little bit of vitamin D, um, temperatures were in the 80s last week, or is this now the fulfillment of a prophecy that was being made over the course of the past few months? Uh, we won't actually have a sense or an idea of what the reality is until another week and a half, two weeks from now. Once once the holiday has passed and when it is that uh, we've got another week beyond the holiday, we'll start to see what's going on and whether or not buyers are still uh, storming properties, throwing bricks through a window and kicking right. in doors, <laughs> and the way they have for months on end. Yeah, because typically there is a bit of a slowdown just in normal years around this time of the year. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, the three major summer holidays, uh, so Memorial Day, 4th of July, Labor Day, the market goes dead in the Wednesday before the holiday. So today, um, yep. the market starts to slow down, and we're, we're actually noticing that. And then the market remains dead for seven or eight days. Um, uh, uh, for, so a week from now, we'll get a sense as to what's happening. All right. Yeah. Um, you know, from where I said, I've, I've kind of seen both sides of it, Mark. It's been interesting, especially this week. There is one buyer that I've been working with for quite a while who I've shown them. 40 properties, I think, yeah, um, yeah. offered on 10. And, and, and you're not just writing offers on these properties. 
the last three in a row, we've gone 100 over, um, and we haven't gotten them yet. So it's it's not like Are we, you taking this personally? Uh, a little bit, yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've only uh, weeped a little bit. I have, I've restrained myself. I haven't sent any angry text messages to any other agents. Uh, no, so uh, yeah, last three were that high. So it's not for lack of us for trying, for sure. Um, and then you compare that to a sale that I just got this week, where it was the very first property we even looked at. Well, did the buyers even look at it? Sort of, through their phones, because they're in California, and I walked them through on FaceTime. Uh, actually, we walked through the property twice, because we uh, hired an engineering company to come through, do a little walkthrough, give them a little bit of peace of mind. I mean, which, especially not being able to see the property and be there in person, yeah. really, really helps, and we were able to prevail on that. So, yeah. congratulations! Thank they've, you very they've, much. they've got to be thrilled. Yeah, oh, they're delighted. Absolutely. Yeah, um, a, tale, a tale of two cities. It really, it really is. So, yeah. you know, if you're listening, if you're thinking about buying, you'll probably fall somewhere in the middle between the two of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yes. Um, it depends on really what it is that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're looking for something under two hundred thousand or two hundred fifty thousand dollars, you're probably going. To, but, but what's interesting about the story that you're telling yes, is that it's just it the opposite. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you've got clients who are looking for two fifty three, three fifty, mm -hmm. and they're the ones who have walked through forty properties. Yeah. yeah. So, so the one we won was what five offers, and then for my clients that um, they were they did not prevail again uh, earlier this week. I think there was seventeen offers on that one so unbelievable it is interesting it is interesting um and certainly it, it, it can be a little frustrating and that is why i keep hearing people say that they might want to explore some other options thinking that that's going to save them money nice well segue well <laughs> uh yeah leads us to episode six here our main topic buying versus building versus renting you're gonna pay absolutely um and, and when you look at, all right, so we all know what's going on, and we've talked ad infinitum about what it is that's happening in the sales market, but construction, do you want to start there, or do you yes, want to start with yeah, let's, let's start with building, yeah. Um, when it comes to building, the cost of lumber has quadrupled in some areas of the country. I just actually had a client who was thinking about putting his property in the market for sale with us. Uh, we started talking back in February, March. He knew that the day was going to come sometime in the spring, when it was that he was going to sell the property, he knew he had a bad roof. He wanted to get ahead of the curve, and we had an estimate uh, from a roofing company. And that estimate came to us in the beginning part of March. Uh, we sold the property just a few days ago. We uh, turned to the roofing company and said, great, well, uh, let, let's see that estimate. They had to increase the estimate by almost $3,000. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Yeah. And, and we're seeing a lot of that. And yeah. thankfully, they're, they're probably lucky that it was that low and that they were able to, to book them because not only is it an issue of price, but timing, too. Uh, uh, it is impossible to find a contractor. Yeah. It's impossible to find anybody to do any of this work. Um, I, I've got some friends who uh, had a house fire just a few days ago. Um, oh, yeah. uh, nothing, it's a lot of smoke damage. But they're going to have to move out of the house. What they were thinking was going to be two or three months until the work was completed. They can't find anybody to uh, actually renovate. Yeah. So three months could become six, could become seven or eight. Right. Yeah. So, so let's get back to price here. So this is an interesting stat. The price of a single-family home jumped approximately thirty-six thousand dollars to build since last April. Yes, and that's a national. Yes, that's, that's a national, national yep. number, right? And then you know that's talking about the the lumber shortage there. There's also a glass shortage as well that's happening. There's basically a shortage of everything. A, a, a shortage of everything. Supply chain mm -hmm. chains are just messed up, uh, and, and you you have to wonder. You have to question when to supply. I mean, we're 
we're coming to the end of the pandemic, at least in terms of being able to be social, you know, people getting back to work. Mm-hmm. At what point in time does the supply chain issue come to an end? Yeah, it's a great question. I, we don't know. I do, I do know that part of the problem in terms of lumber is that uh, 14 months ago, uh, 12 months ago, the those who uh, are controlling the creation of lumber, those who are you know like cutting down trees, you know, and curing the uh, the wood, and I mean, and cutting into plank or into plywood, they all made an enormous mistake in terms of their prophecy. They were thinking that the home building market was going to remain stagnant or very, very quiet for the next year or two or three. They didn't actually uh, uh, get their mills up and running. Really? They're, lo- they're looking back now and saying, oops. Whoops. Oh, yeah. maybe we should have, yeah, ordered more wood. That's that's a lot of the problem. And, and again, you're going to see this throughout any of the options we talk about when it comes to buying, building, or even renting. Just the demand. The demand from people that want homes is crazy right and the demand of, from people that want to build is crazy just as crazy as it is it is for buying well, well and it's a matter i suppose in some ways of choosing your poison yes uh, it, you've got consumers who are interested in buying a structure in which to live and so they've got to figure out do i want to spend a hundred thousand dollars on buying an existing property a hundred thousand dollars over the list price or do i want to wait nine months until a home is constructed knowing full well that the price of building that property is exorbitantly high and more likely than not. Because are you aware of the fact that a lot of builders right now are actually saying, well, we're going to give you a base price for the property. However, three months from now, four months from now, six yeah. months from now, as we're getting closer, we'll tell you what the real price is. Well, what is this, the healthcare system? <laughs> so no. that, 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 is, that is very, very, very dangerous. But yeah. the builders need to protect themselves in some way because, you know, as is the case with that roof we were talking about a moment ago, my God, you've got to protect yourself because you could find that you're building a house and six months from now, the cost of building and the cost of that lumber has increased five, ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000. Well, I think we've already talked about this maybe in previous episodes, but it's, it's a good time to rehash it um, for homes that maybe aren't necessarily being built for someone yet, On but, spec. But, yep. uh, but are going up yep. um, before you would be able to you know, in the process, jump in there and, and buy that. You, you really can't now because they want to make sure... They know what it's going to be at the end. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it is interesting. It's also interesting to think about the fact that these incredible increases in the price of lumber are causing new builds to go up in price. That is only reinforcing what it is that's going on in the existing market. Uh, so, yeah, you're, you're, as you said, you're paying one way or another. Yeah. Well, we have a third option. Should we, should we go to the third option? Um, yeah, absolutely. I know a little bit about this option. Yeah, yeah you might have a little bit of experience here. Uh, the third option, of course, is renting. Ready for another fun stat? Yeah, please. I don't know this one, I'm sure. Okay. Rochester comes in 10th in the list of cities with the biggest year-over-year increase in rent prices. Oh, I did not know this. Really? You didn't? No, yeah. no, I really... Well, would you send that to Adrian? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> property manager? Yeah. yeah um, Adrian, for those who don't know, is, uh, is our property manager. So, um, yeah, please forward that to Adrian. <laughs> yep. So, the median price is up almost 8% over last year. That's that's really interesting, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it does corroborate something that he told me last week. So, so normally in the month of May, we have twelve or so renewals. Uh, it, 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 individuals are moving out of our rental properties, and we've got to find new tenants. This year, people are really staying put. Uh, they they've got a great place. They want to stay in that place, and so we only had two renewals in the month of May. And Adrian uh, increased the rent for each of these two properties, the uh, these apartments, by two hundred dollars each. 
that's pretty significant. Yeah. These, are, these are properties that are renting for about $1,000. So, so that's that's a 20% increase. And they're like, yep, sign me up. Um, because yeah. they, they, they know that it's good product. They don't want to go out there and try and find something. But they've also found that, that, that if you go downtown... You're spending fifteen hundred dollars on a right. one-bedroom apartment. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. And now is is Rochester the worst? No, we're tenth um, compared to one and number one just for fun. And number one, New Orleans, really sixteen percent increase. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So it, I guess it could be worse. Uh, but yeah, uh, pretty much you're gonna pay no matter what you do. And 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 this kind of leads into where I wanted to take this next is that I don't foresee this stopping because i mean it all comes back to demand and it all comes back to people are just looking for places to live and i i, I saw this another list rochester landed on was uh, number six in the top places to live after the pandemic ironically one of the reasons for that is uh affordable housing um so, <laughs> but, so. But, but but it is true when you look at the rest of the country yeah. we are rather affordable mm-hmm. what what, what uh, where's that what's the uh, where's your sourcing that from uh where was that one uh, i'll have to look that one up of where it was but um yeah number one on business insider that's what it was. oh there, there we go i mean incredible yeah 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 it's, 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 it's not i made up this stat.com yeah, you know? <laughs> right right exactly so. that's legitimate yeah business insider said that um, and it's going to be interesting because I think that's going to continue to fuel this demand is more people are going to want to move to the area. Well, immigration into yeah. the area is really, really interesting. Hey, did, did you read a little bit about that or do you have any no, thoughts about no, that? Enlighten us. Um, well, all right. So I think that people are moving into the area for two reasons. One, there was this influx of men and women moving here to Rochester as a result of pandemic uh, migration specifically people coming from a an expensive city, let's call it Manhattan um, or Brooklyn. And we had a number of clients who were finding that their job was portable. They're making $375,000 a year in the tri-state region. And, you know, that's a decent salary. That's not a bad salary. You bring that salary here to Rochester? You're a king. You're a queen. That yeah. is, that, 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 that's, a, that's a good salary. Yeah. But not only that, but you're selling your brown, so you're selling your one-bedroom apartment in Brooklyn for $980,000. You're pocketing $500,000 in equity. You're coming here. You're buying not a one-bedroom apartment for $500,000. You're buying a really, really nice house in an expensive suburb with a great yeah. school district. You know what's funny about that? What? Is I had a closing uh, last Wednesday for one of my clients, and um, her boyfriend lives here, works here. She's still working remotely from Manhattan. So she lives here now, but is working for a school district in, Man- in Manhattan. And when we were looking for houses, um, she said to me that she didn't want it to be too big because coming from Manhattan, it would <laughs> sure. be uncomfortable to have too much space. Sure, sure, sure. It was sure. so against yeah. what she was used to. Yeah. yeah. So, so what did she end up buying? Uh, so we got a house in the South Wedge for them. Oh, okay. Actually. So it wasn't a 6,000 no, square foot um, man. They were, they were 1,200 square feet. Okay. 1,000 square feet somewhere but if, around. But if you're coming from Manhattan, I mean, you know, that, that's that's yeah. a lot of square footage. I mean, that property would have been like $1.5 million there, I imagine. Well, in Manhattan, yeah, yeah, yes. Probably. Yeah, 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 uh, absolutely. Um, but there, there's, a, there's a second form of migration that's been going on, and that's climate migration. Okay. Now, as, as we look at what's going on in terms of the world, the globe, you know, you look at Syria or, you know, so, so much of what's going on in Africa, a lot of the problems that we're suffering in the world right now are as a result of climate migration. Now, we're not suffering those same problems here in the United States, but 
we in Rochester are actually benefiting from some of the climate migration that's beginning to happen. Um, and yes, the, the news stories are all about people fleeing the heavily taxed state of New York, and they're all going down to a low uh, tax state, like Florida. Sure. Um, but we do have people moving here because they are tired of forest fires. Uh, we had somebody last uh, last year, they could not, actually this is very interesting, it was a client working with Mark Crandall, moving here for RIT, and he was praying that the forest fires that he could see from his kitchen window would not consume his oh residence goodness. within the three-day period of time that he needed in order to close on the residence and move to Rochester. Wow. That's insane. Thankfully, the forest fires, you know, they abated Rebang, just yeah. a bit. He was able to transfer title, move here. But you know, we got people moving here because they don't want uh, forest fires. He, the guy couldn't breathe. you got people who um, are concerned about earthquakes, yep. about tornadoes. Hurricanes. Hurricanes, a huge one. I lived in the Mid-Atlantic for five years. I lived in Virginia Beach. And it, there, it's not so bad. You don't get hammered with them like you do maybe a little further south. But still, every time we would be on a, a watch or a warning, and just I remember standing outside and just feeling the pressure change. Oh, oh really? Yeah, it was it was scary. It was a scary situation. You could actually feel it. Oh, big time, absolutely. And I've never seen skies like that in my entire life before. Wow. Yeah. And you said Virginia Beach. I mean, you know, it, it's not all that common. Well, yeah. It used to be not all that common. Yeah, um, but then I lived there for five years. There was three. We never got directly hit, but even just coming by you, one of those things is terrifying. Yeah, it makes snow not look so bad, huh? No. <laughs> and what, what, what's the worst, from your perspective, what's the worst thing that happens when we have a blizzard or we yeah. close down for a few days? Oh, no, we have to stay in our houses and watch Netflix and drink hot chocolate and <laughs> yeah. sit in front of the fire. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. yeah, you're drinking hot chocolate? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, maybe maybe just top it off a little something. Uh, for, for me, it's a <laughs> bottle of red wine, and um, that is you know in the middle of January. Yeah. I, actually, I kind of enjoy like mm -hmm. well, taking it slowly and a little bit more uh, quietly for a few days. You so know, it's, it's interesting you bring this up, Mark, because it's not just necessarily you know fleeing from the danger, and that's a great point. But I, the the couple that I actually just got the house for uh, this week, they're from California, and they were really excited about having four seasons. Oh, that's really right. nice. Yeah, which, which yeah. again isn't something you we probably think of. We take it for granted, but it really is a huge benefit. Oh. They were they were asking me questions about, well, do we have to shovel the snow on the sidewalk? Like, well, you're in the city, so that's that's part of the rules. So, yeah. and, and yeah. they were like, like that was not a a negative. That was a positive for them because they were so excited. We've never gotten to shovel snow before. Great. I, I you'll have to give me their phone number. Right. <laughs> yeah. so. you, you can put them to work. Uh. <laughs> well, not, not only do we have beautiful seasons, as we know, however, um, we also have fresh water. And yeah. if you're in Arizona or you know the, the, the southern states, Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi, they are increasingly parched. So not only do they have to suffer uh, and experience and be afraid of, concerned about hurricanes, but it's just a, a, an area of the country that is increasingly dry. And so we've got fresh water, and we got a lot of it. Not only Lake Ontario, but of course the Finger Lakes. Sure. And so, uh, actually, I think the New York Times, I'll have to pull this up. New York Times Magazine, I think, uh, did an article on climate migration this past fall. Maybe September, October, something like that. And they actually referenced Rochester as one of the really? uh, areas that, nice. that, yeah, people are, are going to increasingly find themselves uh, 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 brought to. No, it's interesting because for so long, Rochester in the area was just seen as that town where Kodak used to be big, right? Right, right. And and it's there's been a change, and and you know what really I think was a catalyst for it 
was not even getting it, but being a finalist for the Amazon HQ2. Oh, the Finger sure, Lakes region sure, sure. got a lot of, of interest um, because of that. Uh, well, just a few days ago, Bob Duffy was instrumental over at the chamber, mm-hmm. uh, instrumental in bringing, uh, in securing a contract for Amazon to uh, locate a distribution center here. I oh, believe right. in Gates yeah. and Chile. What yeah. three thousand employees or something Not bad, insane? Right? Yeah, yeah. You better insane. start building houses faster. <laughs> well, you're absolutely right, and you know that is just a recurrent theme. Also, we need more housing. Mm-hmm. We need government intervention. So, um, but it ties back into everything we talked about today, where it all comes down to the demand and the prices are going to go up and you're going to pay no matter what it is that you do. I do agree with that. However, uh, there are going to be some limits because already you're starting to notice in the past few months, housing affordability is becoming an increasing issue. Uh, People just not being able to afford to buy a house. And so... You'll see, and, and, and you know, as we've uh, mentioned a few times, inflation is increasingly uh, on the horizon. It's increasingly a concern uh, for economists, um, for the Fed, for the uh, for the federal government. So uh, interest rates will start to come up, um, and it'll start to tamp down a little bit of some uh, a little bit of this enthusiasm. But uh, it's, in, it's fascinating. It's, it is fascinating. It is a wild, wild, yeah. wild ride. And, and so, so just to bring it back last week, you know, and we, and, and I realize that I continue to harp on this, but it, it is so near and dear to my heart. Um, you, you get in on the game mm-hmm. um, as quickly as you can. You want to own a property as quickly and as early in life as you possibly can because you want to be one of those haves that we talked about in last uh, the last Absolutely. episode. Absolutely, yeah. Definitely take a listen to that podcast if you didn't get the chance to and all the rest of them. And, and, and I'll tell you this. So I actually went, you know, now here in New York, we don't have to go to the closings for our clients. Right, right. I specifically wanted to go to the closing for this particular client um, because I wanted to feel the joy. And? It was awesome. Great. Just the smiles on their face and how happy they were. And mind you, this is, these are first-time home buyers. This is the first time they've done this. This sure. is their first house to get the keys. I mean, it was such a great moment for them. um, And it was so cool. So I was happy that I was able to make time to go do that. I remember buying my first house. This was back in 1983 or back in 80, um, 80, oh, 1990, my apologies. I remember lying in bed before I went to sleep every night. And for three months, I would just stare at the ceiling. And I would say to myself before going to sleep over and over and over again, I can't believe that I own that ceiling, right? And, and it's just—it's cool. it's, it's, it's joyful. It really is exciting. Yeah. yeah. So it's been fun to uh, follow them on social media and see all the posts they've been making, and uh, they're in running groups, and the groups have been running by their house. And it's oh, just, it's that's so cool. really nice. Yeah, it's it's really really another sweet. reason to enjoy. Seriously, we yeah. are a community of very 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 kind, very warm people. For so, sure. so speaking actually, of which, what are you doing this weekend? Holiday um, weekend. I'm gonna get on the lake finally. Oh, good. I know. I live right off of it. It shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> <laughs> you could basically walk across the street, basically uh, yes. down the hill, not even across the street. Yeah. yeah. So, gonna get a little time in the lake, hang out with the family, hopefully uh, relax a little bit. As we talked about earlier, it's gonna be a little calmer uh, until it picks back up again. Of course, I'm sure. Right. Right. Uh, what about you, Mark? 
Uh, I um, I made the mistake of inviting 16 friends for dinner on That's Saturday right. night. Yeah, so you get a break from work, and uh, now you're going to work putting the party together. Yeah, yeah. We, we were supposed to be a, an al fresco dinner outside. Um, unfortunately, the weather is not cooperating, okay. so um, it's going to be a, a night in Tuscany. Uh, oh. But yes, a night in Tuscany indoors as opposed to al fresco. Well, there you go. It's going to be great for sure. Can't wait. Uh, if you're listening, thank you so much. We do appreciate it. Uh, always can go check out MarkSewick.com, M-A-R-K-S-I-W-I-E-C.com. That's where all our listings are always posted because it's just kind of fun to go through. Even if you're just, I don't know, just browsing. It never hurts to go take a look and see what's out there. Absolutely. Right? I mean, you want to see what a $750,000 house looks like? Mm-hmm. Check out the 3D tours. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know what? You might get ideas for your place, too. Absolutely. And then we got the blogs there. Of course, blogs and are up. And the podcast is the up The podcast, there as well. yeah, yeah. So if you're in Israel... Um... <laughs> yes. Again, international podcast now. Uh, Mark, for next week, here's what I was thinking. All right. Because we have sprinkled in some of the members of the team just throughout conversation talking about them. Yep. I thought we could take some time for next week to really focus on the benefits of working with a team and, and what it means. Because... People on the surface probably just think, oh, I, I just work with my agent, right? And, and not always the case. Uh, and not in the case when it comes to us. One of the great things, and I'm sure we'll get into this next week, but one of the great things about having the team is that everybody is a specialist. Mm-hmm. So Yvonne, who's our transaction coordinator, cannot do Marissa's job. Marissa is our social media coordinator. Yep. Um, nobody, not even I, can do the job that Yvonne does. And Yvonne is our transaction coordinator. She is on point. Yep. That woman is a, a force. I mean, she is just, she's a monster, that one. With, with you know, with a kindness and a warmth and a smile on her face. Uh, but boy, she's a monster. So yeah, it'll be very, very interesting. Maybe we should bring one or two of them on. Yeah, sure, absolutely. We could do that. Uh, so a little uh, pull, pull, pull back of the curtain a little bit and, uh, and we'll tell you why you should work with the team. Of course, we're, we might be partial to our team, but uh, either way, I think it's going to be good info as we always try to give you. So, That's great. Thank you for listening. It is Open House with Mark Sewick and Corey James Moran. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the holiday. Enjoy the holiday.